Okay, Witching Minute, yeah. Witching Minute, I'm so excited. I've been saving this one. I've been saving this one like a good fart to tell you about. <laughs> How? When? Yeah, when was? When did it first cross your mind? So uh, a series of movies have been coming out. So at the time of recording and Hallywags, we're doing a really good job right now. We're actually kind of recording early because of scheduling. So the third movie's not out quite yet, but I still want to highlight this witch because it's so timely on netflix the fear street movies have been coming out and by a twist of fates and magic and luck uh my best friend rachel got a email that i ignored she looked at it (laughs) for a special like sneak preview so we went uh a week before the movie came out and they gave us like free food from food trucks they gave us popcorn they gave us drinks and we got to watch the movie in a park here in los angeles a heritage park on a screen you know just with people around us and it was such a fun experience that we went in and got tickets for the second one and now the third one i'm seeing tomorrow night a little bit earlier than it's released on netflix Oh, look at you. Look at you. That, you know, it, that kind of reminds me of when I was a kid, they used to have like little late night movies in the park. Yeah. Family <laughs> flicks or whatever. It's very much that kind of vibe. I dig it. Yeah, I was real excited because when we uh, recorded with Bryce, I went into Instagram to message him. And right away, it was like Bryce posted about Fear Street. I was like, this is why my girl Bryce is on our podcast today, because Mm -hmm. he's watching Fear Street. Also, if you haven't seen it, the whole basis is uh, the street has been cursed by the witch Sarah Fear. And each movie gives us more of the story. So the first movie takes place in 1994, the next one in 1978. And the third one goes all the way back to the OG uh 1666 and uh it's based on the writings of rl stein who we all know of goosebumps fame Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and did you read the fear street books or was this just something you discovered um i remember i read a few like rachel pulled up a cover one of them was like i've seen this cover (laughs) but i was definitely more into goosebumps i think because Fear Street, like he wasn't pumping those out, if I remember right, as much as um, Goosebumps. And I think I was at an age where it was starting to get like mm-hmm. old. <laughs> yeah, and I remember the Goosebumps 2000 books. They're like, this is up for the more mature Goosebumps people now. Like, yeah. And then, and then it went up from there. So, but yeah, I, I'm excited to watch because I watched the trailers on Netflix. So I'm excited to watch the movies too. So. Yeah, and I described it to Kevin as it's uh, Hocus Pocus with blood and murder. <laughs> yes, yes. It's also got a very, like, scream element to it where it's fun, even though it's kind of gory. But, yeah, I definitely recommend them. And Sarah, from what I know so far, is she is able to possess people and force them to kill for her. Oh. I have a feeling, though, in this third movie, we're going to see some sort of twist that we're going to be like, oh, I, fi- I kind of feel bad for Sarah, but <laughs> still killing people. <laughs> you know, yeah, find out her why, what her motivations are for real. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Nice to see you again. Mm-hmm. Put some clothes on. the Hollowells. Wasn't that fun?
All right, but enough about R.L. Stein's books. Welcome to Hanging with the Hollowells. This is Sean. I'm the ultimate charm newbie. And this is Kevin, the (laughs) ultimate charm expert. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Kevin. What? We're on the last episode of season six. (laughs) The last two two episodes. Yes, the last two-parter. Oh, oh. Look at my expert being all technical on me. Fine, the last two episodes. I know. I always have to. I always have to make sure there's a distinction because it's it counts. <laughs> I know. I know. But yes, listeners, we have decided to do. It's a bad, 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 bad world all together as one episode. So this is going to be a long episode. Um, I think it's going to be fun, though. I think we have uh, a lot to cover, and I think this is uh, an episode that's going to be interesting to talk about. It's going to be a beautiful journey, as you know, finales are. It's the, it leaves you with much to ponder. So cool. <laughs> You're a beautiful journey. Oh, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> journey. Even it's really dreamery, but yes, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Here we go. So both these episodes aired uh, May 16th, 2004, written by Curtis Keel and directed by James <laughs> L. Conway. Yes, Conway. Conway. <laughs> cool Chris is looking for materials on time travel at magic school he fears about what may happen if he's around when his younger self is born an event expected to happen soon he doesn't want to take chances but he may have to on the time traveling because of the uncertainty of effectiveness Paige orbs Piper's luggage back home as they prepare a potion and Gideon prepares a spell. Oh, oh. I do like that phrase, uncertainty of effectiveness. I'm going to have to use that in my everyday now. <laughs> you should, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I figure this is the episode where Gideon finally does a stupid thing to kill Wyatt and makes everything just go out of control. I mean, that was your foreseeable planning future from the last episode so that was yeah that was my very <laughs> detailed prediction <laughs> i predicted this whole episode i know amazing <laughs> congratulations <laughs> thank you uh, i need to point out justice for sigmund nobody even mentions where he is in this episode that's true how he dies and then it, yeah he dies and then he's just like forgotten about yeah <laughs> They're like, didn't you have your like little uh, bald bottom that followed you, Gideon? He's like, no, no I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> He's on vacation visiting family. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he probably said something like that, you know? Yeah. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> in, um, in my little circle of friends, we decided that we love the way that uh, Prince, Prince John laughs in oh Robin yes Hood. yes so yes. you are oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's totally I, I love that that's where that comes from just in case anybody was yes. wondering <laughs> and you can suck on your thumb for good measure yeah no mommy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that you love disney so i can say stuff like this and it, it makes sense <laughs> yes i'm gonna get all your disney references mm-hmm. so great <laughs> okay Gideon enters a secret room and talks to his evil opposite in a magic mirror. The two Gideons are planning to get the Charmed Ones, Leo and Chris, out of the way so they can have a clear shot at Wyatt. (gasps) Gasp. Gasp. 
What? Los Dos Gideon? Yes, pas deux. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I'm full of references today, but I guess we always are. But yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of Powerpuff Girls is Los Dos Mojos. <laughs> do you know what episode that is? I, I, I mean, it has to do with Mojo, I'm guessing. Bubbles gets hit on the head, and the last thing she sees before she passes out is Mojo. So she wakes up thinking she is Mojo. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so everybody needs to go find this episode because Bubbles is hysterical. She goes around going, My name is not Mojo Jojo because that is not my name. For if that is who I was, then I would be Bubbles, but I am not Bubbles, for I am Mojo Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I love it. Yeah, so that's what I thought of with Gideon. But um <laughs> I like this idea. I I think it's always interesting when we see like he's getting his information from working with evil Gideon, and it's like, well, is evil Gideon truly working with Gideon for like the greater good, or does he know like this is gonna mess everything up and he shouldn't be trusted? Yeah, I mean I, I mean, they're supposed to be like exactly mirror image people. So I'm guessing they're relatively similar in their goals. Like Gideon is supposed to be good, but he's not very good. And Gideon, other Gideon is supposed to be bad, but he's maybe not really bad, you know? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right off the bat, like that really kind of got my brain thinking like, wow, where's this going to go? So I like that element of this episode. Cool. And I guess the term that I found, I guess that we're supposed to call them is the parallels. So the parallel Gideon. Yes. The parallel. (laughs) Keeping myself on track for you, girl. Oh, thank you. I'm going to try to find a way to say it funnier. Parallel. Parallel. I don't know if I can do it, but fine. (laughs) Okay. I like that. (laughs) Parallel. Phoebe argues with the neighbor, Mrs. Noble. Her car is blocking Mrs. Noble's driveway because Mrs. Noble is blocking much of the street with a large dumpster. The neighborhood patrolman arrives and gives Phoebe a citation. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of like neighborhood <laughs> patrol like giving citation for that kind of thing. Me neither. I mean, I know like if I keep my car parked overnight on the street that I can get a ticket, but I never got one. So. Uh. (laughs) okay have you like run into people who care that you're parked in front of their house no no i i mean maybe because i don't go out much and i mean i do have neighbors but um i have parked in front of the neighbor's house but i guess i never gotten any flack for it it's all just kind of we go where where there's room and nobody cares (laughs) yeah my parents are kind of like that but They get more like they got upset because the people across the street had like a shitty car that they would park in front of my parents' house. And my parents are like, now people are going to think it's our car. I'm like, (laughs) okay. I know the concerns of the neighborhood are that, that crazy like that. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're, you're taking down our, our, uh, whatever, our property value with your car. (laughs) (laughs) But now you know who moved into Dan's house. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I realized when I was watching this, they like never, I feel like they very rarely show the whole neighborhood like they did in this episode. Yeah, it's, it is kind of neat to get those little perspectives there. Especially because we've both been there. We've been on that street. I know, Kawansi Dance. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. But yeah, it's it's a cool little street. And you know, the houses down that street they filmed they, they filmed down location, obviously. So all those are accurate to where they stand. Mm-hmm. And last time I was there on the last anniversary, there was one of the neighbors was out taking his trash in and he was super nice. He was like you know, this is where I'm, he said, like, I think basically, I'm sure, you know, this is where Charmed is uh, filmed. I'm pretty sure that's why you're here. And he's like, if you stand right here, I'll take a picture. And this is the best shot. And yeah, it's cool that they're so welcoming, or at least that man was, I don't know about the rest of the street, but I imagine they get visitors quite often for having a famous house. Yes. And they do rent out the upstairs. So people do live upstairs. Um, and actually uh, a friend who has the uh, X Reads podcast, you know, it's an X Men podcast. Uh, he used to have a friend that lived in the house oh. for a little bit. I know, and he was supposed to take me inside to see it when she lived there, but whatever. But on the brighter side, I am having the one of the owners of the house uh, on Words of the Witches at some point for a bonus episode. I contacted her, so uh, she's going to talk to us about the house. And yeah. If you ever get to go to the house, you know who you have to call who only lives like 20 minutes from that house. I mean, that's my plan. My plan is to kind of get into her good graces and then have her show me the inside of the house. Uh, And my plan was to have you come with me. So, yay! I I was hoping you knew it was me. I was trying to hint that it was me. (laughs) Yes, I've already had it formulating (laughs) in my brain for months now. I just was keeping it secret. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Sheila has had a fight with Daryl and comes to Phoebe for support. She had seen an arrest warrant for Chris on his desk and she asks him about it and he becomes angry. Grr. Phoebe Grr. and, ooh, you're an angry monkey. No, uh, <laughs> Phoebe and Paige try to talk Daryl into tossing the warrant, but he still wants nothing to do with the sisters. Inspector Sheridan walks over and asks about Chris and Paige feigns ignorance. I remember... Inspector Sheridan, Crimes and Misdemeanors. I know things. I can say episodes. Except Crimes and Wishdemeanors was the proper Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that um, Sheila said something like, you guys are family to us. And I'm like, the show really hasn't done a good job, in my opinion, of showing that family bond because they're always bitches to Daryl. I know. I know. It's like... <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Cool. Right. <laughs> Good. One of us thinks so. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Phoebe's like, oh, you're so sweet. Yes, thank you. We are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> All right. Leo and Chris throw a potion at a triquetra on a wall, attempting to return Chris to the fuchsia. But nothing happens, and the potion spills on the floor. A few drops of blood fall near the spilled potion. Gideon returns to the mirror. It turns out that he turned invisible and stopped the potion. His parallel Gideon (laughs) did the same thing. Both are bleeding. They heal each other. Paige and Phoebe plead with Daryl at an investigation. They want him to help protect Chris because they... Self, because they selfish bitches. <laughs> <laughs> they want him to help them. Wait, I Darryl lost my is spot. So over them. Daryl is so over them and their needy needs. Leo fetches Piper and Phoebe and Paige and orbs to magic school. The sisters cast a spell and the triquetra on the wall opens into a portal. 
Leo and Chris step through the portal and find themselves in a mere image world in which the Charmed Ones are dressed in black clothes. In the original world, uh, Leo and Chris step out of the portal. Evil Chris conjures a dark lighter crossbow. This Chris is half dark lighter since the real Chris is half white lighter. He shoots, but Piper freezes the bolt. Evil Leo and Chris black orb away. Yes. I call that blorbing. <laughs> I like that blorbing. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a secret? Tell me a secret. I'm a little upset that I'm like more attracted to evil Gideon. <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought the same thing. Really? I don't know what the way his hair was. The, that, that, yes, that little earring. I'm like, why is he sexy? <laughs> yeah, because I remember like kind of thinking that Gideon was, you know, he's handsome, but then I got a little winky wink hint that he turns into a jerk. So I left him off my list. But parallel, Gideon has that scar in his eye. He's got the hair going. He's got the, like you said, the earring. Yes, sir. Like, right. I'm I'm getting something here, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. So cool. I uh, I was kind of getting like a Centennial Charmed vibe at this point in the episode. I know it goes completely different, but that's kind of where I was. Okay, cool. I mean, what, what anything specific? Just the idea that they go into like a parallel world and that like they encounter different versions of themselves. Yeah, kind of like the whole alternate dimension timeline crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Okay. Oh, is, did they start playing chess yet? Because I thought it was funny that we called Gideon the chess master player last episode. I'm like, and now here he is playing chess with himself. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, I did say. Oh, did I say that? One of us said that. We. I mean, yeah. I forget. We, we yeah. both. We all talked about it. I listened to it today mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or yesterday. I forget. I. I don't know the days anymore. But you know. <laughs> okay. Fine. I'll come clean. Today's Tuesday. It came out today. You listened to it today. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Today was so long. I'm like, I don't even know what how many hours passed anymore. <laughs> okay. But yes, I did enjoy listening to it today. I'm like, oh, yes, chess master. Yeah. And I know Bryce listened to it, too. And he enjoyed hearing himself, too. He said he reminded himself of Alaska Thunderfuck doing Mae West. <laughs> I did see that in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Any mm-hmm. RuPaul reference I'm here for. <laughs> Love that. Okay, cool. All right. Gideon explains that the spell must not have been specific enough. Instead, it opened a portal to an evil plur. <laughs> like, oh, you ever, ever seen drawn together? Oh, plur. I was thinking the same thing with Corel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lingling and plur. I'm going to go with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, then evil. Plur world that exists in tandem with the normal world in order to maintain the cosmic balance. He sends the sisters after the dark lighters. I can't with you sometimes. <laughs> like I feel like I don't even need to get drunk because you just you just referenced drawn together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. I'm very eclectic, aren't I? Yes. It's, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> have you ever heard there's a book series and there's also movies um have you heard of night watch before 
Uh, I heard of like the Russian movies, like Night Watch and Day Watch. I used to watch those. I don't know if it's the same thing. There's so many different things called Night Watch. <laughs> You're actually, that's it. There oh, are cool. four books. There's Night Watch, Day Watch, Twilight Watch, and I think Dawn Watch was the fourth one. Okay. I read all four of those. Uh, the movies, I love the movies. The first one went pretty good to the book. The second one kind of just did its own thing, but yeah. That's what this reminded me of because the whole thing is like the good and the bad have to watch each other and keep them in balance or else, you know, right. one will take over. I used to have those movies and I don't know what happened to them. I still have them. <laughs> well, I, need, I should watch them again or find them. I know. That's what <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> Only me. I would watch them. <laughs> I thought Gideon was like shady right here because he's with the sisters and he's like, well, I guess maybe I'll just take a, a blase dog guess here, but I guess we uh, opened a pair of bleh world where, you know, there's bleh versions of each of you and you're evil. So, yeah, that's maybe that's what happened because it is. And I'm like, why do you guys trust him? <laughs> I know. It's so crazy how far they had to go for it, them to even be like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the only reason they found out was because Barbas told them. <laughs> oh yeah so i was like wow you guys are slow <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right yeah leo and chris stand atop the golden gate bridge so they also like to do that too in the evil world it's their hangout spot they marvel at how good this world is yeah chris drops an empty beer bottle onto the road, the road. causing an accidente he mentions that in his future, he had to save Wyatt from turning good. The two dark lighters try to figure out how to get back to the world. <laughs> so what did you think of the play versions of Chris and Leo? I always found play Leo <laughs> <laughs> kind of sexy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the goatee. Um, and I don't know, his hair was fun for me it was it was wacky and you know it had varying degrees of spikiness but um i don't know i kind of liked it chris on the other hand looked like a dirty hobo so <laughs> he did <laughs> <laughs> i felt i felt very conflicted with uh player leo because i like the spiky hair but at the same time i was like you look like an old man trying to look young <laughs> i know You're, you ain't hit. <laughs> You ain't hip cat. <laughs> I, 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 I expect him to start doing like some ska music and start like doing um what's that word? Scatting. Yeah. Oh scat. yeah, scatting. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> scat cat. Scat cat Leo. <laughs> Phoebe scries for Pleur Leo and Chris, but can't find them as they aren't doing anything evil yet. Paige is grabbing crystals. They plan to trap the dark letters in a crystal cage. Phoebe marvels at how the player counterparts are trying to track down good Leo and Chris. They find player Leo and Chris <laughs> roughing up Daryl. They hope to use him to bring the charmed ones to them. While Phoebe distracts player Leo and Chris, Paige traps them in the crystal cage. Daryl, still on the outs with the sisters, flees. The sisters bring... Leo and Chris to magic school. <laughs> you make me Google every stupid time you say stupid okay. play. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, blah. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. I feel like Charm just hates Daryl at this point. I mean, like, they were really beating yeah. him up. Yeah. It was they're, bad. They're pissing on his grave right now. Like, poor Daryl. Like, really. Like, if you, yeah, you're really like cutting that bridge down that you even had. If there's a string left of it, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this too, but I was really looking at Leo's hair, Leo's hair, because uh, it started off kind of like looser spikes and then it cuts it being in like really tight, like wound spikes. Yeah, it was it was moving all around. <laughs> yeah, he apparently got here and was like, I'm so evil. I need to do my hair. Right. My 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 uh, hairspray is wearing out. Can we stop at Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I noticed here? Because Chris is so, evil Chris is so dumb. How dumb (laughs) is he? How dumb is he? (laughs) I love this match game. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, he's, he uh, blorbs Daryl's gun. He goes gun and he blorbs Leo's, uh, blorbs Daryl's gun to his hand. Okay. So we know he has telekinetic blorbing. Um, <laughs> but then when he's in the crystal cage, he's like, Oh man, I guess they got us. Where, but in Charmed and Dangerous, you see the source when he has Paige's power, he goes crystal and it frees him from the crystal cage. He can just blurb the crystal to him and be free. Well, we know that Chris isn't very smart because he looks like a hobo. Yeah, he's like. Oh, I never thought I could do that. So I guess we're trapped. Oh, yep. dang, nabbit. <laughs> dang, nabbit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Because we've seen even Paige on different occasions um, or Crystal's tour. So yeah, he could have easily done it. Mm-hmm. He's got the same powers. Yep. Hmm. Too shy, sir. Too shy. You know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Mm-hmm, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I can't find find words. So I guess it's it's balanced. Okay. <laughs> the two Gideons are playing chess. Oh, oh her chess moments. Good. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Play Gideon has sent Play Phoebe and Play Paige to the manor so they won't come through the mirror. This will throw the world out of balance, but they considered a bigger risk to let Wyatt live. Oh. <laughs> I put here why do evil people always play chess? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be a very smart, intellectual game of, you know, the good and evil balance. And, you know, it's just very, very, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? You know, you have to have strategic <laughs> Yeah, I know. It is definitely more of like an intellect game or game of intellect, as you may say. Yes. I thought of um, right away Kingdom Hearts 3 when they're playing chess in the very beginning and throughout the game. Oh, Ericus and Xehanort, little yep. babies. Little babies. <laughs> the baby. Do you know how to play chess? I do not. I know the horse can move in an L. That's all I got. Okay, okay. At least we know it's a horse. <laughs> the night. The night. That's the night one. Yeah. I remember on one of the, uh, I don't know, like a meetup I went on, like I met him on a, a dating site or whatever you want to call them, hookup app. Sure. Um, he took me to like this bar that they had games and we started playing chess 
And I should have seen the warning signs because not only did he not actually know how to play chess, but he was also high upon our first meeting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but we had some well, fun here and there. He yeah. was a fun guy. He's it's not a, a mushroom. Wi- not a mushroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wizard's chess. A wizard's chess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Ted. Ten. Gideon suggests that the sisters go to the mirror, go to the mirror world <laughs> and find their Leo and Chris. Paige and Phoebe go, but their Pleur counterparts don't come through. Come back through. Pleur Gideon warns the good sisters that the cosmic balance is at risk and that they act quickly. Gideon is working with his Pleur self. At what point do you realize you're evil? you know i figured i'd add that because we've seen quite a few warning signs along the way quite a few warning signs you know it's like i'm the greater good everything's the greater good so it's gonna be good (laughs) something something greater good (laughs) i can't be evil i say good all the time (laughs) in a greater fashion yes (laughs) Paige and Phoebe find their neighborhood in this world is a slum and are somewhat skeptical of going to this world's manor. The neighborhood patrolman tries to make Mrs. Noble pay him a bribe. She refuses and he knocks her down. <laughs> that was funny seeing him just push her over. Yep. <laughs> Paige and Phoebe come to her aid, but both the patrolman and Mrs. Noble run away in fright. Apparently, their player counterparts are the terrors of Prescott Street and San Francisco. Oh, the charmed ones are on Fear Street and they're the evil witches. Oh, oh they are the evil witches. <laughs> they're going to kill your neighbors. Yep. <laughs> the good sisters fight the good fight. No, <laughs> find <laughs> Pleur Daryl at P3, which is a strip bar in this world. Very much like um, <laughs> the uh, importance of being Phoebe strip when when uh, Cole is there and he has like Ka- uh, Kaya, uh, pretend- oh. the shapeshifter, be Phoebe. It's very similar to that. Uh, but yeah, they're in the strip club, P3, and Phoebe knocks him over and threatens him with a broken bottle. She's like, hey, I'm supposed to be evil, so I'm going to act evil, Daryl. Tell us what you know. And uh, she demands to know where Leo and Chris are. Daryl had arrested Chris, and then Leo orbed him out of jail. He tries to hustle them out, and he doesn't want Inspector Sheridan, who moonlights as a pole dancer, with her very sexy hair right there, to see them. (laughs) Phoebe realizes that they would go to whoever's good in this world, the demons. The demons. So the underworld is a very peaceful, happy place. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I put here yum yum Sheridan. I know. I'm like, oh, that blowout. I'm like, I, I'm digging it. <laughs> what a like fun little stint for this actress. Like the first episode she's in, she plays a possessed version of herself. <laughs> Next episode she's in, she plays a stripper version of herself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's cool. What I like about this finale, too, it's kind of like an amalgamation of the last quarter of the episodes, you know? It's really come full circle. 
That's very true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because it does have little spotlights of everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how um, Daryl knew that Phoebe wasn't herself because he asked, like, were you undercover in the underworld? Because her clothes are too happy. Yeah, all the all their clothes are too bright. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Leo and Chris find Barbus in the underworld, which looks like a garden in this world. Barbus is the demon of hope and is dressed in white. Paige and Phoebe orb in and are met by their evil twins. Piper's water has broken and she goes to the hospital, leaving Gideon alone with Wyatt. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't funk with my heart. <laughs> I know that song. I love that song. <laughs> that was one of my favorite on the album, actually, after I got over my humps. Oh, see? <laughs> Throwbacks. Yep. I actually, it's funny. I think when we were doing Crimes and Witch Demeanors, I saw in a thread somewhere, somebody's like, Barbus is cool until they neuter him in the last episode. So I knew he was going to be in this part, but I didn't follow the thread further to see, like, quote unquote, how they neutered him. Well, good. <laughs> so, yeah. you, so you had some surprises. <laughs> yeah, I like this. This was interesting to see. Barbus, I was surprised, though, that um, I think it was Daryl. If you remember, you can keep me gay here. But he refers to Barbus as the most powerful demon. Oh, yes. Um, that I wouldn't say is necessarily true. I think it's because he's of a substance of like this, of a substance, but like the emotion of fear is something that never goes away okay so it's something it's it's he's more of like the demon that's kind of unvanquishable i don't know if he's the most powerful but he's kind of one that will always be there just like i think his counterparts hope will probably always be there so it's a good good balance that makes sense and he is like a cockroach demon where he never goes away he's always finding a way back yeah <laughs> Um, he also, as an expert here, Kevin, uh, Barbus seems like a cult leader when he's good. <laughs> oh, my God, he does. It's, Once it's, upon it's a cult, so, every other Monday. Every other Monday. It's very, <laughs> I mean, it does give very religious, fanatic vibes. Even, like, um, later on, we see this crappy, like, teacher, creeper, elder. He seems like a cult leader, too. Very, yeah. like, very, it's like, follow the path. La, 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 la. I'm like, ugh. I just, I just get grossed out i can't so <laughs> but very much that i know they've already shown them at this point but how do we feel about play phoebe and play page i i don't know i mean they're fun uh i feel like i would have liked to see it taken a little further maybe um, yeah because they seem pretty much just like them just talking a little bit more sultry voice and they wear dark clothes but <laughs> you know they're pretty much close to them. <laughs> I didn't like Phoebe's hair. I know no. it was in like that mohawk, but I don't know. It just didn't look good. Yeah. for some, It's like, there's only so much you can do with somebody's hair. Who's that short? <laughs> yeah. I suppose. But I liked um, Paige's hair. I thought hers was super cute. Yeah. Hair like really dark black with the red tips. Mm. Yeah. So evil looking. I know. She's <laughs> like, I feel for me, it kind of seemed like she was just relieving her high school days. Really? <laughs> But. Yeah. <laughs> Just a moody teenager at heart. Exactly. <laughs> the two sets of sisters plan to knock out their counterparts and get Leo and Chris out. 
both good and a play page <laughs> orb slash blorb out of the out at the same time and leap at each other but collide and fall to the ground play page conjures her crossbow and shoots at good page who orbs the bolts away bolts boat uh orbs the arrows away isn't the arrows yeah, she does keep saying arrow, but I guess I guess you could say bolt. I would have said arrow if I wrote this though. Yeah, I'm like, what's a bolt? Like she's not doing lightning bolts. She's this is the arrow. She orbs. She's like arrow down, arrow down. <laughs> uh, the two Phoebe's trade blows, and neither gets the upper hand. Even though Plur Phoebe has brass knuckles, <laughs> they're not only evenly matched, but they are thinking exactly the same. Taskmaster moment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two pages, orb slash blorb, rocks at each other, causing explosions when they their blorbs orbs collide. Barbus tells Leo and Chris that Gideon is after Wyatt as they take cover. It's like what? The fight only ends when both pipers call and both pages answer, saying the same thing at the same time. Whew. <laughs> that was something to get through i know i'm like oh man the craziness yeah and i thought it was funny that like whoever wrote this specifically said even though evil phoebe Blair phoebe has brass knuckles i'm like but when you watch them fight like she never actually hits phoebe with them phoebe always like blocks blocks yeah. or moves them out of the way yeah <laughs> but this was a fun fight like you already called it out i thought it was so funny when uh page is going arrow Arrow. Arrow. <laughs> Rock. Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also liked it when Chris jumps out of the way and his shirt flies up. <laughs> See a little bit of midriff there. So now we've seen a little bit of butt crack and we've seen a little bit of midriff. <laughs> you know? Why was he ever... He's not shirtless. He's not really shirtless in this show. No, he's not. We saw him in underwear, but no shirtless. I wonder if he was self-conscious. But he, he modeled. He must have been shirtless. I don't know. I don't know what his problem was. <laughs> it's because Brad Kern doesn't want to see guys naked. He wants to see girls naked. Oh, see? That Brad Kern. <laughs> Not an equal opportunist. Unfair. Nope. Right. Unfair. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? What? Oh. 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 Do we miss spells? What? We missed a spell. Okay, what did which when did we miss? I'll just say it now. We missed to open the portal to the player world. Oh yes, this was all the way back in scene five when it was was it Gideon who opened it? Yes. Well, he gave he wrote he gave them the spell to. Do That's it. right. So I'll read that real quick now, and then we have a few other spells coming up soon. Yeah. In this place and in this hour, we call upon the ancient power. Open the door through time and space creates a path to another place. (laughs) In the good world, Gideon breaches Wyatt's protective boo-boo. Wyatt, (laughs) however, orbs Gideon's athame into his chest. That was a badass moment. (laughs) I know. I was like, I'll just blink. I'll just blink at you. You can't get me. I kind of want to put Wyatt and Jack-Jack in a room and see who wins. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be so fun. And Jack-Jack from The Incredibles, if you're not familiar with that right away. <laughs> the little baby. The baby. Forget about the baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Gideon pulls Yathame out and is ready to try again when the two sets of sisters in the evil world speak a spell. The spell almost vanquishes both Gideons. Plague Gideon is trying to kill evil white at the same time, but both orb to the mirror in time and heal each other. Yes. All right. Do you want to read the spells for us, sir? Okay. To infuse an athame with power. Wonton powers in his... What? Oh, yeah. Wonton powers in this blade yield. Penetrate that which would shield the power... Oh, that's it. (laughs) Okay, so that was it. I wonder what wonton... I think I'm a wonton rapper. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) I was thinking of cream cheese wontons. That sounds really good right now. Oh, my gosh. With that sweet and sour sauce? Come Mm, on. mm, Let's mm, go. mm. But, yes... Cool. And then we have the power of four spell, which is with the two pages and the two Phoebes, <laughs> and they do the power of four. No Prue is in there. There's no Prue and Piper, unfortunately, because that's what the real power of four we want, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> we call upon ancient lore to punish with the power of four. Strike down this threat from both there and here. Make him suffer, then disappear. I kind of don't like the wording in the power of four spell. It it fucks with your brain. <laughs> yeah, it sounds weird when it says strike down the threat from both there and here. That's just weird the way it's written. I'm like, no, it it makes me go. Gah. <laughs> yeah, but I like the Athame spell because it makes me want wontons and it makes me want to penetrate. Those are both very powerful <laughs> words. <laughs> You know what else is a powerful wor- word? What? Pleh. Pleh, yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it all the time in my everyday now. People are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's evil. It's bad. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> With four sisters available, the two sets of sisters open a portal, and good Leo and Chris come back to the good world. Chris goes to fetch the Plur, Leo, and Chris and send them back. Since Plur Piper is in labor, the good sisters realize their Piper must be as well and leave the mana to go to the hospital and find a world with a bright sky, a huge rainbow, and a smiley face in the clouds. And, and everyone talking very chipper, including normally crabby Mrs. Noble. Phoebe goes down to move her car from Mrs. Noble's driveway, but the patrolman shoots her as punishment for parking there. As she should be shot. How dare she park there? Yes, have a super day. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's that ice cream truck driving by. I was like, are the evil kids in there? Well, if you noticed, if you listened closely, it was playing the exact same music, the Devil's Chord. I know, so who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Do you think this is a gay pride parade coming down the street? (laughs) I mean, it should be. (laughs) (laughs) There should be pride parades everywhere. Right. That's that's the name of the game in this world. I think it'll be every day. (laughs) And if I remember right, so this marks the end of episode one, right? Correct. Oh. Now, we're into, now we're into part two. Part two. Yeah, I, in the DVD version I have, um, it plays it all as one, but 
I found where it breaks. So I watched up to here last night and I watched episode two this morning because it was a lot to do all at once. And it was very late when I was watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Part two. Phoebe has been shot for parking in Mrs. Noble's driveway, but Leo heals her in time. Leo explains that Gideon messed up the cosmic balance when Phoebe and Paige went to the evil world and their plier opposites didn't come through. As a result, their world is now too good. Every little infraction is a capital offense. Phoebe and Paige go to the hospital to join Piper. Leo goes after Gideon. Chris stays behind to watch Wyatt uselessly. (laughs) Right. Uh, Do you think that this happened in our reality in 2020? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Is that too dark to bring up? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, somewhere in the world, some magical people came across the border to this world and screwed up the balance and made everything go crazy yeah that's i'm gonna what it I'm, felt like yeah i'm i i can go with that like there's mm-hmm. people we don't know maybe they're magical maybe they're doing things we're not you know not privy to so sure <laughs> yeah i will say this i i'll get serious for a second go a little political sorry everybody but i am thankful for what we went through the past four years whether you liked the man or not i think trump brought out the bad people that a lot of us, including myself, didn't know still existed as much as they do. Yeah. So, like, it let us visualize the enemy and realize the severity of the problems that still exist in the world. And now I feel like we're, we have a chance to act upon it. And I feel like our generation is doing a good job of acting on it and affecting change. Exactly. Because, like, I was always in my bubble. Like, all people that I was associated with and people that I knew always agreed with me. And, like, so it's hard for me to fathom that this many crazy people still existed. And it's, like, it's nice that it has come to light and it makes change happen, more available to happen. So, Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like I've surrounded myself with very good people, which is both I think I feel very blessed for, but also feel a little, like, I've lost something because for the longest time, even growing up in Orange County, which is known as being a little more conservative, I didn't see any of these issues. Even sometimes in my own family, I saw bits of racism as I got older that I didn't know existed at a younger age. It's scary to realize how close it actually is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But that's not Charmed. That's real world. Let's get back to Charmed. Okay. (laughs) Gideon goes to Bobbis. Bobbis and claims that Wyatt is a threat to both of them. Gideon says that a great evil must corrupt the good world to restore the balance. He offers to do this if Barbus will keep the charmed ones distracted. Oh, so Gideon's willing to do a great evil. All like all just like that. Mm, okay. <laughs> I feel like I always need to make you record late because you're just like off the chain right now. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't even drink my pre-workout drink like I usually like to do. Oh. Sometimes I, sometimes that makes me a little crazier. But I'm just my normal happy-go-lucky self today. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so I put here, I know he's evil because Barbus is wearing black again. 
<laughs> so that's he must how, be evil. That's how you know that's how you he's know. evil. <laughs> and I asked Gideon this. At this point, you're working with Barbus. Do you realize you're evil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like my, yeah, recurring theme. My last note here, like for years, I, uh, I'm bringing up Rachel a lot in this episode. I don't know why, but... Uh, we love her. We do love her. Rachel, if you haven't heard my other shows, you can hear Rachel on those, especially Once Upon a Cult, because she's obsessed <laughs> with cults and has kind of taken over on the show in Victoria's absence. But I've known her since I was in high school, and we've been soulmates ever since. But... I don't know. We've always noticed like awkward face touching <laughs> and Barvis definitely does that for me here. And I love it. I'm like, what are you doing right now? Barvis to Gideon. <laughs> he's, all like, he's all like, he's like, cause you know, you know when he like waves his hand in front of you, but that's he's like right about his face. It's like, uh. but I, I believe watching this, I got it because as a theater person, we're always about like not blocking the other performer, not like, you know, stepping in front of them. And I think that's what he was trying to make sure that the camera could see the hand and his face at the same time. That was a trick. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I like it because I think it, um, it's very in Barbus's character to like make people feel uncomfortable. And like, I see it as almost like a sign of control. Like I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want to, to your face right now. And you can't (laughs) stop me. (laughs) It was very much like scary movie (laughs) two. It's like uh, my small hand. My small hand. <laughs> oh my gosh! It also reminds me of in uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Bane at one point puts his hand on the guy's shoulder and says, "And you think this gives you power over me?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh-huh. lots of lots of hand usage for power play. Yes. Take from that sentence whatever you will, Halliwax. <laughs> hand usage. I like power play. Usage. Power play of the day. All right. <laughs> Next scene. <laughs> One of Leo's fellow elders finds Leo trying to sense Gideon. The elder tells Leo that while many of them shared Gideon's concerns about Wyatt being too powerful, Gideon should have never acted alone. He warns Leo that he risks doing further damage if he goes after Gideon alone. However, Leo's determined to hunt down Gideon himself. Phoebe and Paige enter the hospital and find lots of patients with severed limbs as a punishment for minor offenses. They also notice that the sun never sets in this world. Piper has been affected by the cosmic shift and seems quite cheerful in spite of being in labor. Phoebe and Paige try to tell Piper that Gideon is the one after Wyatt, but Piper scoffs. (laughs) I don't accept this. Yes. Piper's contractions get stronger and a doctor hustles Phoebe and Paige out. Barbus has slipped into the hospital disguised as an orderly. Gideon orbs in and suggests playing to Piper's fear of losing her sisters. That's a lot. That's a lot of a summary there. (laughs) that was yeah i noticed in this summary when i was putting it together they like lump a lot of scenes together yeah and because there's a lot going on in this episode i just kept it because we're already at like 29 scenes (laughs) right right so but yeah we can talk about any of those scenes that just occurred so (laughs) 
I don't like this elder, Kevin. He's just so oh like God. cheesy and like, we can't harm the man who's trying to kill your son. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the one I mentioned earlier. He's, he bothers me. He just creeps me out. He's that cult leader, creeper, religious freak. And <laughs> I, can't, I can't abide him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like really disappointed that after all the elders have put the sisters and everybody through, like they're not willing to help at all. And like Gideon is causing so much chaos right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we always know a general rule of the show is the elders are dicks. <laughs> True. Um, they just suck. We hate them. <laughs> yeah, they're politicians. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> I love so much seeing like these people so happy. And then like in two seconds, they go dark. I'm like, this fucks with my head. That nurse at the um, desk. I loved her so much. She, she was such a good actress. She was so entertaining. She reminded me of like, you know, Judy Garland and Wizard of Oz. And like, uh, it's just, it's just perfect. The perfect balance there. Yeah, and I know we haven't gotten to it yet, but when Paige starts acting that way too, like I saw a side of Rose McGowan that I'm like, wow, you're an amazing actress. And I'd love to see her in like a Pleasantville type movie playing <laughs> an old-fashioned role. She's she's marvelous. Mm-hmm. And she does have that kind of old-fashioned like aesthetic to her. I think she, you know, she kind of likes that type of stuff in general anyways and as an actress, as a person. So it would fit her very well. Actually, I think I feel like I did kind of get to see her doing that cheesy old fashioned acting in um, Planet Terror. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> well, it's not good, but I love that movie. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like so bad it's good. It's one of those like really entertaining, no matter, you know, type of thing. Although I don't really, I'm not a Tarantino fan, especially after reading her book, Rose McGowan's book. I'm like, oh, I don't really like him so much anymore. But, you know, fun movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. I also put your hello, hot one-handed nurse. <laughs> oh yes, Mike yes. or whatever his name is. Mm. I wonder if his name will show up in our fuck Mary kill, Kevin. Oh, perhaps our last one for the season. Oh. <laughs> okay, I had a problem with the scene because Barbara shows up wearing white, but he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if I should trust him or not because he was wearing white. Oh, yes, because he was, like, undercover. Yeah, he was undercover as an orderly. So, yeah, tricky, tricky. Because he's evil, should we call him a disorderly? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Chris scries for Gideon, but can't get a fix on him. He suggests that Leo bust himself back down (laughs) to White Letter again. (laughs) Once he goes back to his world. But he isn't leaving until after he figures out why Wyatt turned evil. Leo and Chris realize almost at the same time that Gideon's concerns about Wyatt were actually a self-fulfilling prophecy. I know, what a concept. (laughs) Leo suspects that in Chris's future, Gideon took Wyatt away for several months and tried to kill him. He also thinks that he also thinks that the shock of having to constantly defend himself at such a young age was what turned Wyatt evil. And I really like that because they really kind of broke down of what that future would was like, you know. Yeah, my only question is like these guesses that they're making are so exact. <laughs> I know. Did they see the future and no one told me, you know? Right. 
Because Leo's like, well, I guess what could have happened is uh, maybe Gideon stole him for, you know, three months, two days, nine hours, 32 minutes and two seconds, which made him evil because he was so scared away from his family. But I guess that's just what could have happened. Well, I think, too, is because he was he was like constantly defending himself. So uh, because why had to constantly like stab Gideon and like be kind of violent towards him. And oh, uh, yeah, he would get a taste for it. Yes, it was this constant like battling. So, and you saw how he later on he's like just vanquishing those vanquishing those demons, like just blinking his eyes and turning them into fire for no reason. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so he he was kind of already gonna heading down that path already. You know, he set fire to those demons. Yeah. <laughs> At Hogwarts, Phoebe and Paige try to contact their evil counterparts. They hear an echo and discover their. Yeah, counterparts are trying to contact them as well through the meow. Yeah, Phoebe and Paige report that the world has become entirely too evil, just like the normal world is too good. Every good deed is an offense worthy of losing a limb or worse, and it's always night. The Phoebes and Pages think that if they can snap their pipers back to themselves and get the yeah, sisters in the good world, they might be able to shift the balance back. <laughs> yes. She says, like, you get a limb cut off for saying Gazentite. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What a scary place. Like, I feel like I would be hacked to bits because I always do like bitchy little things to people. It's a hobby yeah. of mine. You know, just like, you know, with the nurse with the one hand, she's like, you really should have known better. <laughs> Don't use yeah. your cell phone in the hospital. I'm like, oh God, okay. <laughs> I guess, uh, I guess Pierre Phoebe's hair is really bothering me because I put a note here too. I hate Phoebe's hair. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's striking nerve. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was. <laughs> And the brass knuckles don't add anything to it either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Barbus gives Piper a vision of Paige and Phoebe being vanquished by the elders for speaking ill of Gideon. <laughs> Rude, for one. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she casts a spell, and now Phoebe and Paige are as excessively cheerful as everyone else. Instead of going after Gideon, they're going to attend the birth of a baby. Chris, whose name is revealed to be that of Leo's father. Aw. No, love that. How did you get your name? <laughs> she's like, oh, she's like, I was like, what would your name be? He's like, I already have a name. He's like, oh, you do. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Leo and Chris suspect that Gideon somehow made Piper cast the spell to throw them off his trail. When Chris tries to tell them that Gideon might take another run at Wyatt, they laugh at the idea. Oh, I think, but he's an elder. Elders don't do that. Cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Daryl shows up to arrest Chris for assaulting him. I'm here to arrest Chris. <laughs> Phoebe and Paige don't bother to back Chris up. Instead, encouraging his arrest, forcing Chris to blow Daryl out the door. Oh. It's <laughs> a fun scene. <laughs> <laughs> blow, blow Daryl out the door. <laughs> like, come with me on the porch, Daryl. We'll have I have some bit, uh, bit fin unfinished business to take care of. Yep. <laughs> I was really happy that Barbus is back in black because now, like, I understand he's evil again. I don't have to question it. Right. 
<laughs> I thought happy Daryl. First off, I was happy to see Daryl happy because we haven't seen him happy in so long. Every time we see him, he's so sad. And he's ha- he had red eyes again in this episode, too. I'm like, yeah. My gosh. <laughs> but he was so adorable when he was happy. He really was. Even with that cut on his face, I'm like, I just want to be your friend. <laughs> I know. And he has such a cute smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dorian Gregory. Mm. Dorian Gregory. I love that name. Oh, Gregory. <laughs> I have a spell here to create happiness. Okay. Oh, yes. Call now the powers, blessed be, to make my sisters happy. Yeah. I love when she's right. She's like, to make my sisters hap- happy. happy. <laughs> like, she's like, I thought of that and I like it. i thought so far in this episode i love how everything is like the perfect mix of going wrong like because they're so separated they're not working together like piper never would have cast the spell if she knew what was going on but because she did like it ultimately leads to what happens Right. And it's weird because, like, I have a mixture of uh, frustrations. I find it incredibly frustrating because, like, nothing is going to be getting done. They keep getting distracted by stupid stuff. <laughs> like, but it's also good, I guess, you know, to have yeah, foils. Yeah, I think if it happened in any other way, it wouldn't have been as believable because they have been planning for so long and they have all these protections. So, like... When things come up that they can't plan for, that's when it all goes wrong. And I feel like that's how life is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Let's see how it starts going wrong. Okay. Leo goes to the hospital to ask her if she'd seen him. Leo learns that there is a complication in Piper's delivery and rushes to her aid. Barbus at Gideon's suggestion gives him a vision of Wyatt morphing from a small baby to a sexy, fully grown man with slightly too long hair that if he cut it, he would look very nice. (laughs) The evil Wyatt that Chris was trying to stop. Wyatt Orbs Excalibur! You told me it would be back! I did! I was waiting! (laughs) (laughs) He orbs it into his hands and stabs Leo. Oh, yes, but oh my gosh, Wes Ramsey is so cute. Yeah. I think I think this episode is my favorite. He's he looks in the entire series. I mean, at least at least as um, well, I'm not going to talk about it. But I think he looks really sexy here. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I do love that Barbus <laughs> calls out Gideon for like you haven't been doing shit. Like you're sending me to all this stuff. When do you do something? <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> like I'm doing all the work. What are you doing, dear? Just like basking in my glory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chris and I, like, because a lot of times uh, we both work from home. I think I've mentioned that. But he watches some of the Power Rangers with me. And we're always like, Rita ain't doing shit. She's always sending other people to fight for her. But nobody calls her out on this. <laughs> you know what I noticed, though? What? Let me know if you clocked this. You probably did it. You probably missed it. When Wyatt orbs Exc- Excalibur, he's evil Wyatt, right? Mm-hmm. But he did not have black orbs. He had regular white letter orbs. Oh. Well, I guess I would have to. I didn't notice. So you're right, Kevin, in your shade throwing. But it's correct shade throwing in this case. But I would blame um, Barbus because he's the one who created the illusion. Yes. And so... Uh, 
that is why I can't get too mad at it because it's not wrong if it was an illusion because it wasn't like it wasn't actual Wyatt. If it was actual Wyatt, then it would be a continuity issue. But because it's an illusion based on of Barbus's kind of mind, it's still okay. <laughs> yeah, because I wonder if he's ever seen Blorbing. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know. Why don't you come up and fuck me in the ass sometime? <laughs> well, I I knew you were going there, but I didn't know you were going to go that far. But I'll take it. <laughs> so will I, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Lovely. Always a good time. If anybody doesn't know, that was uh, Alaska doing Mae West. <laughs> in the attic, Chris hears the footsteps of an unseen figure. He moves to flee with Wyatt, but the figure flings him back. It's Gideon! <laughs> Gideon becomes visible, armed with a knife, then goes invisible again. Again, Chris rushes toward Wyatt, but Gideon reappears, stabs Chris, and orbs away with Wyatt, just as Leo comes to Chris's aid. Gideon orbs Wyatt to Barbus's lair, just as Leo arrives. Barbus lunges to stab Wyatt, but he orbs away. They plan a way to track Wyatt and kill him. Leo tries to heal Chris to no avail. He doesn't want to leave Chris alone, so he kisses Chris on the forehead. Aww. How sweet. It's so sweet. And orbs, you know, he does do that in A Hell Breaks Loose, too. He kisses Piper's forehead when she's dead. Anyway. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't, where am I? Oh, he does, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kisses him on the forehead and orbs back to the hospital to get Paige and Phoebe so that one can keep an eye on Chris. They still don't believe that Gideon is out to kill Wyatt. But when Leo tells Paige and Phoebe that Chris is dying, the news breaks Piper's spell, allowing them to remember who they are, what is happening. Paige orbs to the manor, but is greeted by a SWAT team, Daryl and Inspector Sheridan. They demand that she turn in Chris. Paige refuses, and Sheridan knocks her to the floor with a backhanded slap. Oh, I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so in that first part of the scene, when uh, Chris is alone with Wyatt, that was some paranormal activity shit. It was. It yeah. was kind of scary. I, I didn't know it was going to be Gideon. I didn't know what to expect at that point. Yeah, he's like, who's there? <laughs> yeah, I that mean, was cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, Gideon, you're stabbing Chris. At what point <laughs> do you realize you're evil? Oh, I love these. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I do love, um, I feel like we got to see, I know it was a very simple scene, but the fact that we saw Leo, like, taking time to care about Chris, like, I think that was a great moment for me in that Leo in a sense, fails Chris in the future. And Chris feels that he was never there. So like seeing him take the time to like, make sure Chris is fine before he goes to Piper. Like, I feel like that was a big growth for his character, but also the fact that Chris was like, don't worry about me. You need to go save Wyatt. Like, I really like that for him because I feel like for once, I mean, I know he came back from the future to save Wyatt, but he, I feel like he's very like, 
feeling like he needs to prove himself and like prove that I have value too, even though I'm not this God child, but this right. is the first time he's kind of like, no, save Wyatt. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It is nice. And it's, it's nice that, you know, you get to see Leo step up, even though it wasn't him that was not there, but it's nice to know that he's, he's a good guy and he wants to, he wants his children to be protected and loved. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Good. Leo meets Leo at Gideon's meow. They realize that Gideon is hiding in the underworld and that Barbus is working with him. Wyatt is orbing all over the underworld and vanquishing, vanquishing demons with little more than a glance. Barbus is hot on his trail. A teary-eyed page calls for Leo. When he gets there, the SWAT team and Inspector Sheridan and Morris come out of the room that Chris is in. When Leo asks what they're doing there, Sheridan simply responds, nothing. We didn't have to. Leo looks at her confusedly. Ooh, I like the confusedly. (laughs) Daryl adds, I'm sorry, Leo. Leo runs into the room to see that Chris is very weak. He asks him to hold on and not to give up. Chris responds with a weak, you either. Then his head falls back on the pillow and he dies. His body fades away, and we finally realize that Chris is actually a Jedi. Oh, <laughs> That's how the Jedi die. Oh. Okay. Well, good to know. You're welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, wait. Oh, yeah. Isn't that how Obi-Wan Kenobi died? He just had, like, a, a, a cloak left over? Yeah, like he got decapitated and then the cloak falls to the ground. Oh, yes. I remember that now. Okay. And then when Yoda's dying, like the blanket falls down where he was. Uh, Which, okay. Okay. All right. I try to not always mix business with pleasure, but I have to mention this one. Okay. (laughs) The cult that we looked at last week on Once Upon a Cult, (laughs) they're called Happy Science. They're called what? Happy Science? uh, Happy Science. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's coming out next week, but Happy Science. In Happy Science, the guy who runs it thinks that one of his incarnations, he was Yoda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. I'm like, um, are we all aware Yoda's a puppet voiced yeah. by Frank Oz? <laughs> I mean, wow. But I know, and a lot of times there's like more story to it, like, it's probably George Lucas encountered the spiritual Yoda in a dream and he created the character based on the me. real Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but some of these cults are just so funny. <laughs> yeah. And they're all, it's all just an egotistical maniac, you know? So yeah, it's always the same ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put here, screw the boss baby movie. Just make me a baby movie about Wyatt. I would watch him like just, killing demons for hours and he's so adorable doing it he's like the cutest thing he's always so cute i'm like so cute (laughs) those eyes uh (laughs) and he's played by twins right yes uh jason and christopher simmons that's so interesting that it's always twins i wonder why that is it's because of child labor laws oh um and because you know sometimes they need a certain kid to do a certain thing and you know they can only work they can only work them so much so they always have to have a spare to alternate <laughs> the way you worded that they always need a spare child <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's what, that's what they, <laughs> i mean 
in layman's terms, yeah, pretty much. They need they yeah. need they need they need two or more than one. Uh, that's why they, that's why they did a full house. <laughs> Anytime there's a young kid, it's usually some twins. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You just had an answer for that right away. I'm impressed. You know, I know things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Twenty six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leo trashes the attic in anger. He throws tables. He hurls lightning. He breaks windows. <laughs> and he looks like he's constipated and pooping at one point. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but Paige calms him down. He realizes that Gideon is using Barbara to commit an act of great evil. Paige suggests that Leo intercept Gideon's call for Barbus. I think it's so appropriate that I put Sub-Zero in the Witch Wars image that I put out because <laughs> now be Leo be Raiden. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, of course, as always, we see Paige comes to the rescue with her smarts. She always knows what's up and how to fix it. She's just, you know, very down to earth and wise. Mm-hmm. Give it to give it to Paige. <laughs> oh, today at work I was processing names and <laughs> one of the people I came across, their last their name was Paige Turner. <laughs> I was like, wow. Well, you know, yeah. Um, it's funny because that's one of the headlines on one of the Charmed magazines when it's about Paige, you know, it's a real Paige Turner. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was also funny is Turner was Cole's last name. Yes, it was. You're right. So what if what if Paige married Cole and her name would be Paige Turner and she'd be turning the pages of a book of shadows? Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> she will not marry that man. You know how I feel of Cole. I know. Well, you know what's, you know what is funny, though? Hmm. Um, in the beginning of season five, they, um, in Witch's Tale, they thought about possibly making it a love triangle with uh, Phoebe, Paige, and Cole. Oh, I'm so glad they didn't. That's so weird. Yeah, they were. They thought about it, and then um, the Holly and Alyssa vetoed that idea. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The fun cool. facts I have. I don't know where they came from, but yeah, there we are. Yeah, there we are. Gideon lures Wyatt by using Leo's voice and catches him in a crystal cage. Barbus walks in to witness Wyatt's death. Just as Gideon raises his athame, Barbus grabs it and stabs Gideon. Barbus turns out to be Leo in a glamour. Leo sends Gideon flying across the cavern. Gideon protests that he was only acting out of concern for the greater good. <laughs> I've heard that that. now. I've heard this far too often. <laughs> right. Come off it, Gideon. <laughs> Leah retorts that killing a child is never in the interest of the greater good and that Gideon has no right to decide that unilaterally. Mm. He calls the mirror where evil or Pierre, Leo, and Gideon are waiting. Good Leo starts blasting Gideon with electricity. Finish him. I'm like, what are you going to do? A great evil. Oh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I but I did. Like, oh, go ahead. I I did kind of set you up with the question I asked last week too, because I knew this was coming. So. I know. I I see what you did there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like the elders aren't going to be happy with Leo. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Things to look forward to with the elders on Leo next season, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
All right, we're coming to the last scenes. We're almost through. Almost through. Okay. In the hospital, a surgeon cheerfully informs Phoebe and Paige that Piper is hemorrhaging. (laughs) (laughs) She'll probably die. I know. (laughs) When Phoebe demands that he go back into the operating room, the surgeon calls for security. He's like, oh, well, you can't swear in this hospital. Prepare to get your tongue ripped out. Yay. (laughs) As the guards approach, the world starts to change. The happy, sunny scene gives way to nighttime. Oh, that sounds like a poem. The happy, sunny scene gives way to nighttime. Everything is back to normal. The confused surgeon is back to his normal self and promises to do what he can. <laughs> I had a big problem with this scene because what the hell is that creepy-ass Raggedy Ann doll behind them? I did not even notice it. <laughs> yeah, it has a... Uh... Phoebe and Paige like sitting down and the doll is like awkwardly on the wall behind them. I was like, that's Annabelle. Annabelle oh is sitting. Did you know that the original <laughs> Annabelle doll was a Raggedy Ann? No, I did not. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if you look at pictures, it's just a plain old Raggedy Ann doll. And I used to love that cartoon when I was younger and I'm having trouble finding it. My uh, older sister dressed up like Raggedy Ann for Halloween and that costume is in the closet for years and years and years. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. It's always bothered Rachel and me. I can just say her name casually now because I explained her. It's always bothered Rachel and me how in the Annabelle movies, people are like, oh my God, what a beautiful doll. And we're like, <laughs> like no shit. It's ugly <laughs> as hell. <laughs> right. And I don't know if I ever told you about this, but I have a very big doll phobia. Oh. So like movies about dolls are not good for me. And you know what? You know what my second big phobia is, is creepy old ladies. So, so that Dead Silence movie is the scariest thing to me. I can't, I watch it once. I'm like, nope, I cannot do this movie. So, because it's got creepy dolls and creepy old ladies. And that was, I actually haven't seen the Annabelle movies. Oh, they're not, watch them. they're not always great. Some of them are, but the first two I feel like are meh. I heard that the beginning one was good. Nah. Not good? Okay. Oh yeah, that one was, that one was. Okay. Because I liked, I liked the Conjuring movies. I saw... One, two, and three of those. Ooh. But I haven't seen any of the spinoffs. Well, since you told me your phobias, do you want to hear mine? Okay. One of mine is sharks. I, I hate sharks. And Chris, like, laughed his ass off at me once because when I first got PlayStation VR, one of the things is this underwater adventure. And the whole thing is, like, you go down in a shark cage and a shark gets angry at you and like breaks the cage. And I was <laughs> freaking out. I was so oh scared. My He's like, it's not even real. And he was laughing so hard at me. <laughs> but uh, you know? my, my other one, like, I know this is going to sound like an asshole phobia. And I know I've mentioned it before, but I never explained it. But it's homeless people. Oh, so Chris, <laughs> Chris is not doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And, like, I don't have anything against homeless people, but I feel like a lot of times they're, like, on drugs or, like, out of their heads. So I've had some very uncomfortable experiences. Like, I was walking by the L.A. Convention Center, and there was a homeless man walking, bleeding from his arm, and he tried to, like, come up to us, and he tried to, like, flick his blood on us and stuff. And, yeah, I've been yelled at by homeless people. Like, I've just had some very uncomfortable experiences. So it's more like I feel like I don't know what state of mind they may be in. Right. And that's what scares me. You don't know their story or their, you know, their, you know, how threatening they could be at that, you know, that's, that is scary. 
for sure. Yeah. And like, I'm the type of person where when something bothers me, or I'm afraid of it. Like I tried to like confront it to work through it. So like I went with Anthony and a friend from work and we like volunteered where we put together packages for homeless people and we drove around and like handed them out or put them by their tents. And like that did kind of make me a little more comfortable and it kind of changed the way I looked at homeless people, but I still just, because you don't know (laughs) their frame of mind, that's what scares me. Yeah. Yeah. So question, since, you know, you go to universal sometimes. Did you ever ride the jaws ride? If you're afraid of sharks, (laughs) you know what I think we don't have that in California, but I know the jaws ride is at Florida and I really wanted to go on it. And, um, it started pouring rain and I didn't know cause my cousin didn't explain well to me that, uh, it only rains like for a little while then stops. <laughs> so we were like soaking wet and they wouldn't let us on any other ride. Oh, wow. and I think they actually closed jaws because it rained so hard. Interesting. So yeah, we made it. If you're familiar with the park, we made it to the men in black ride all the way at like the one end of the park. And then the other half with like the mummy and jaws and stuff, we weren't able to go on anything. See, I haven't been to universal studios since, since 2000. Wow. So mummy wasn't there at that point. Jurassic park wasn't there at that point. And men in black wasn't there. I rode the back to the future ride and I rode the ET ride, but a lot of those rides, aren't there anymore either so king kong ride was fun (laughs) but it's been a long time yeah we still want to do a florida trip sometime this year but things keep coming up but when we go to florida we definitely want to go to the universal parks along with the disney parks yeah all right let's wrap this mofo up here we go gideon is electrocuted by raiden leo Finally stating that Leo doesn't know what he's doing, in death, Gideon crumbles to dust. The two Leos smash Gideon's mirror with a hammer so their worlds (laughs) can never cross again. Leo takes Wyatt and heads for the hospital. At the hospital, Phoebe, Paige, Leo, and Wyatt see a healthy baby Chris and are relieved to find out that Piper made it. Leo goes in to see Piper and takes baby Chris along with him. The doors to the recovery area close magically, or at least automatically. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you ever go to Disney, they always say the doors will automatically open towards you. So, oh, really? Yeah. So, automatically is the best word to say. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was for uh, in PhilharMagic. They have that. I don't know if they have that on the Disneyland version, but in the PhilharMagic and Disney World, they say automatically <laughs> okay we just got that i it's bittersweet to me because it replaced uh, muppets 3d which i love the muppets and i love muppets 3d but next time i go i'll try to pay attention yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder like what would have what do you think would have happened had chris not died before his baby self was born i i don't think it would have been a huge deal like they could have they could because there's no rule in this where rule that you can't see yourself. It's not like other time travels where like cosmic will explode. Uh, it would just be like, oh hey, uh, he probably wouldn't have powers anymore. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking. Hmm. Um, but um, unless his powers, maybe his powers aren't developed yet as a baby, you know, because they weren't developed in the womb yet. So maybe he still doesn't have powers yet. I don't. That's that's a little. 
uh, not clear. But uh, I think they would have just like, okay, it's time to send you back now. <laughs> we got to get the potion ready, and they'll just probably send them back that same day or same, you know. Yeah, because didn't didn't evil Wyatt come into the present momentarily? Evil Wyatt come into the present? No. Oh, I thought he did. Well, we know f- old lady Phoebe did, and she met herself. Uh huh. And like, if you think about like when they went to that seventies episode, they saw themselves as kids. True. Very true. So, um, but they. They did not have powers at that time. Only the children had powers. But then I think comes the question, if they stop Wyatt from being evil, then would that that branch of the timeline, would it have like fallen off and that Chris never existed anyway? Right. Because it would be a different Chris in the future. So maybe it's good that they uh, killed him off so that way we don't ask questions like this. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's tying up those loose ends. Is it okay to ask if we see Drew Fuller in the show anymore? Is that your question? Yes. <laughs> uh, we we see him occasionally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a regular, I would say. He's not a regular. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there we go. That's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, was it uh, worth the wait? (laughs) I feel like this episode gave me kind of the all hell breaks loose vibes. Like I almost kept thinking like maybe this episode should have been called hell breaks loose, but like they were so similar to me in the way that they so, in my opinion, expertly like wrote all these little micro issues coming up that leads to like the bigger thing. And like I said, like, I don't think they would have ever gotten to why it had all these little things not come up. So like, I was really into this episode. Like I could tell that we were getting somewhere. I could tell lots of things were happening. I really liked the whole world element that they brought in. So yeah, <laughs> I love this episode. I think this is, this is one of the best episodes I think of the series. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'll catch it late. Oh, <laughs> no, worth the wait. <laughs> well, but I gotta tell you, um, this episode, this finale is one of the biggest blasphemy moments of the entire series for me. Uh-oh. Why? <laughs> Do you, I'm not, you're not going to know. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to guess? But no, you're not going to know. Uh, <laughs> the doors close. The hospital doors close. hmm It's not right. Every season finale is supposed to end with the manor door closing. They do the cheap way and make the hospital doors close. It needs to be the manor door. I'm sorry. It's only counts if it's the manor door. Yeah, I could see that because I even noticed, like, I didn't like that they were automatic doors. Like, it's still a door closing. But, yeah, I, I do wish they found some way to make it the manor door. Because, spoiler, I'm going to spoil you now. The other seasons closed with the manor door. This is the what? only one. Now I know the whole show. I know. Oh, God. But no, this is the only season that the manor door doesn't close. That is blasphemy. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so, yeah, it breaks my heart a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be there to help pick up the pieces. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, do you want to know my notes? I'd love to. Okay. So another title used by the WB for this episode was called Nice Girls, Naughty Girls. <laughs> what? Oh, I, I get it. That's so stupid sounding, though. <laughs> I know. Nice Girls, Naughty Girls. It's the WB, always with their sexualization of everything. Yeah. It's, it's like, come on. Um, that was in Australia, I guess. So They might as well have just called it Nice Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> um, this is the first episode of the series to hold a UK rating certificate of 15 for violence, which is the strongest uh, rating we've had so far in the series. So the most violent episode. Wow. Yeah. So is this what, well, both one and two were that rating, which is kind of crazy. I guess there was like a lot of stabbing and stuff like that. A lot of stabbing, shooting. shootings, limbs being cut off, electricity eating people to death, you know, lots of going on. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mentioned how they, the ice cream truck plays the devil's chord. We all scream for ice cream song. Mm-hmm. It was presumably added as a sign that something was wrong with the good world. So I guess it's supposed to be like that little off. It is a creepy like clown vibe, I guess, right? That's true. Um, this two-part episode marks the only appearance of dark elders and dark letter witches, dark letter witch hybrids. Interesting. Yeah, you're so, right. We haven't seen that before. Yeah, and I guess they only exist in the plural world, so... <laughs> That's that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the scene where good and evil Gideon play chess is similar to when the Guardians of the Hollow are playing chess in Charmed and Dangerous. True. Those useless guardians who are overtaken very easily. <laughs> I know. They're supposed to be like this protector of this great thing and they just die like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. With this episode, it marks Rose McGowan's 67th episode. And this is the first, this is where she actually surpassed Shannon Doherty's episodes. Interesting. Yeah, because she has two seasons on Shannon. Yeah. I mean, two more than Shannon, I guess is right. a better way to say that. Right. So this is the, this is the, you know, the finale of season six. So it makes sense. Finale of season three, finale of season six, exactly three years after. It makes sense that, you know, she would beat her. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, then that takes us to, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Kevin. We got some uh, All Stars rules going on here. I'm gonna change it up a little on you today for fuck, marry, kill. Oh my, okay. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Fuck, marry, All right, so what I figured we'd do, because we have the player versions of everybody, I'm gonna give you a choice that you can either add the player version along with the good version or you can switch them out and put them in place of the good version oh man okay (laughs) all right so to start us off though we're gonna start with mike played by jay lamont pope and this is the sexy nurse man yeah sexy nurse man with a cute smile oh uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry him. Why not? Let's wow. put him on my, on my marry list. I think he'd be a really. I mean, granted, he was in a kind of a crazy world and chipper world, so who knows what he was really like. But 
but he seems like he'd be fun and really cute and i can like cuddle with him really nicely uh so <laughs> i'm gonna put him in my mary uh let's put him oh man i'm gonna put him above greg wow so number eight on your list and that takes off vincent wrong who i still haven't corrected as gary Olds. as gabriel old gabriel Olds. there we go He's still vincent olds who doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> all right and mike i don't know much about him for what you said we don't know how he actually is but he's so attractive i'm gonna put him on my fuck list <laughs> I'm gonna put him above Swarm King, played by James Black. Oh, oh! So that gets rid of Kalia, played by Elaine Hendricks. Oh. <laughs> she just got added. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, let's move on then to Doctor Roberts, played by Jim Abel. So he was the one who was uh, helping with the delivery of Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know he's an he's a nice looking older man, but uh, I don't know. I mean, he he'd definitely be rich. He'd definitely <laughs> really be good to have around the house and and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like if he had some scruff, he'd go higher. But I'm gonna have to kill him this time. Yeah, me too. Because you're right. He would be good for money, but I just don't know if I could ever actually love him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about uh, Pierre Gideon, played by Gildart Jackson? Oh, the surprisingly sexy Gideon. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Do I like him more than anybody on my list, though? Let's see. You know, I would put him in my fuck list under Spider Demon. Oh. Yes. So that makes him number 10, and that takes away Wood Nymph. Yes, I don't remember what the wooden nymph looks like, to be honest. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to add Player Gideon to my list also. Where am I going to put him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put him on fuck just below Swarm King, which takes away Core, who was also just added last week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about Pleur Daryl, played by Dorian Gregory? Pleur Daryl is pretty much identical to regular Daryl. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to keep regular Daryl. <laughs> yeah, as adorable as Pleur Daryl was, like, again, he's in, like, that dark, like, happy but dark world so i don't know if i could trust you can, him you, can, you know he'll turn you in to get your hands cut off any moment you do something you know yeah but i actually thought about it because he's so cute with his he's, little happy smile he is so cute but is but is he but is that really that was not really player daryl because the real player daryl was the one from the strip club that the good old happy daryl is our regular daryl after the craziness got imbalanced Oh, gosh, you're right. It's so confusing. There was two different Daryls. Yeah. Well, three, technically, because regular right. Daryl. <laughs> yeah. Regular Daryl got manipulated into a different kind of Daryl. <laughs> well, no matter what, I'm still keeping regular Daryl. Yes. <laughs> How about Pleur Leo, played by Brian Krause? Oh. Hmm. <laughs> oh, this is tricky, because I definitely don't want to replace regular Leo, but I might want to have both of them. 
Let's me look at my list again here. I'm going to put him on my merry list. I know. I'm a merry player. But he, he seems very wise and put together still. You know, he's not completely crazy. He's got a head on his shoulders. I've got, so I'm going to put him on my merry list too. <laughs> <laughs> but where will I put him? I'm going to put him. No, under Ramona. Okay, so under Ramona... So that makes him number seven, and that takes away your little brother, Kyle Donnie, played by yes. Bodie Elfman. Yes. And I am not going to put Pleur Leo on my list. Okay. How about Hobo Chris, played by Drew Fuller? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're, you're gone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's not on mine either. Next up, we've got Pleur Piper, played by Holly Marie Combs. Pleur Piper isn't very interesting. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> so, you know, she's going to be killed. Yeah, same with me. All right, Pleur Page, played by Rose McGowan. Pleur Page is probably the coolest of the players, but... <laughs> um, but no, I'm not going to put her on my list either. Yeah, me neither. She is the coolest, though. But still, like, there's something about her hair, as cute as it is, it still just looks like a wig. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, speaking of hair, Plur Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe with the bad hair. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no for me. Wow, so that's it. So let's go ahead. You didn't, and... you didn't put you didn't put the redhead nurse on the list. Oh, would you put her on yours? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I would put her. Oh no! I guess I well, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I like mine already. I leave it the way it is. Okay. So then what we'll do is just so everybody can be reminded of what our list looks like. Uh, let's read through ours from number 10 all the way up to number one. And then we can start asking for our fuck, Mary kill list we sent in. Yeah. So on my fuck list is Mitch played by Kieran Hutchinson, Ginny played by Saba Hamayun, Pleur Gideon played by Gildart Jackson, Swarm King, James Black, Mike J. Lamont Pope, Gray, Craig, Jealous, Gellis, male model, long hair. Played male by model Alex with the long Storno. hair. Yeah. Long hair. <laughs> Oscar, Evan Marriott, Chris Hollowell, Drew Fuller. And lastly, the one that I want to fuck the most of them all is Phoebe Hollowell, played by Alyssa Milano. Oh, look at that list. Yep. And I was so careful to keep him this time, but I want to marry... As my number 10, Steve Montana, played by David Green, Brett, Brian Wedlake, Sheila Morris, played by Sandra Prosper, Clarence, Lou Beatty Jr. Oh, Clarence, I remember Clarence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ryan, played by Robert Ferrier, Daryl Morris, I can never remember the name, <laughs> Dorian Gregory, Larry Henderson, played by Johnny Sneed, Leo Wyatt, Brian Krause. Paige Matthews, played by Rose McGowan, and the most marryable of them all, David Wright, played by Eduardo Verstegue. 
I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't, but you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So my fuck list starts with, or number 10 is Plur Gideon Gildar Jackson with the earring. Mm. Spider, Spider Demon, Jody Lynn O'Keefe. Tally, Vicky Davis with her frumpy outfit. Fine. Mm-hmm. Core, Jim Peary. Busk from, with one S, Mark Denklin. <laughs> Rick Kittredge, Rod Rowland. Then the Swarm King at number four, James Black. Ginny, Saba Homayun is number three. David Wright. Eduardo Vester <laughs> and Bianca, my number one, Marisonic. Oh, Bianca. Oh, you have to start calling me K Jizzy now because it's getting really hot in here. Uh, yeah, and I can hear it squirting all over the microphone. <laughs> oh man, all right, that's another video. I mean, another time, another thing. Anyway, <laughs> Mary list is Greg, Jason Shaw, Mike, Jay Lamont Pope, Pleur Leo, Brian Krause, Ramona Shaw, Leslie Margarita. Oh, I love that name too. Mm-hmm. Piper Hallowell, Holly Marie Combs, Brett, Brian Wedlake, then Wyatt Hallowell, the evil Wyatt Hallowell, Wes Ramsey, Sheila Morris as number three, Sandra Prosper, Daryl Morris as number two by Dorian Gregory, and my number one is Leo Wyatt, Brian Krauss. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, excellent. So that's our list. So, uh, Hallywags, please, please, please send us your fucking merry list. We definitely want to see who is the most fuckable and who is the most marryable of them all. Uh, you can either DM them over to us on Hanging with the Hollowells on Instagram, or you can email them to us at magichavocpro at gmail.com. Havoc is spelled with a K, not a C. And um, if I can have everybody send those in before the end of the month. So July 31st is the cutoff. So that way I have time to tally who is the best of them all. Yes. So now we have to talk about if we're going to do a quiz show. Oh. We never got a chance. I mean, I never really, we thought about it, but I never really got a chance to talk about it. So what, what's the plan? What are we thinking? So uh, I guess I am a bit of a masochist, so I will allow it if you want to make a quiz. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. This will be fun. And do we want to do, I mean, I guess we any kind of structure, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. We can do that. It'll be fun. Okay. Okay. So then um, we'll put out the quiz most likely next Tuesday, the 27th. So you have one more episode to listen to while Kevin and I are on break. Yeah. (laughs) So, and just to go over that, we are going to take a few weeks off so that we're nice and fresh faced for you to podcast. 
season seven. So we will be back on August 10th with a call to arms. The first episode of season seven. Yes. A call to arms. What do you think that will be about? I have a feeling that we are going to see the elders not too happy that Leo went all Raiden and that we're going to see a line drawn in the sand of like who stands with the charmed ones and who stands with the elders and what do we need to do to protect ourselves. Yes. You know what? I might get flagged for this, but I actually like season seven more than season six. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how common it is, but for me, I don't know. I think it just, I don't know. It just, I think some of the plot points I like more and there's some seriousness to it, even though, you know, there's some crazy things in it too, but yeah, I don't know. You know what I have to say is live your best life because it's not popular to love season six of Buffy the way I do, but I stand by season six. I love it. It's my favorite. Okay. (laughs) Well, good. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, I definitely want to, again, thank you, Kevin, for coming on this journey with me and being my uh my charmed expert this has been so much fun it has i'm i'm so grateful every day that we did this i'm having a blast (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah and we're very thankful for everybody who came onto the show wrote into the show gave us a rating on the show to help us with this uh first season which is technically season six (laughs) so uh, we're looking forward to coming back even stronger and having some of those same guests come back along with new guests and see where else the show takes us. Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. Then uh, I guess we can't say see you next Tuesday, but see you in the next few. T- well, I guess we do the quiz, but see you in the next few Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that happens, you know, <laughs> yeah. surprise. Yeah. <laughs>